Welcome to Scholastic Reads, our podcast about books, authors, and the joy and power of reading. I'm your host, Suzanne McCabe, Editor-at-Large at Scholastic. Thank you for joining us. I'm holding a small picture book called The Christmas Aliens. Another version of the book is entitled Santa in Space. It was written by my good friend and former scholastic colleague, Jack Silbert, and published in 1998 by Golden Books. Years ago, I read the story to my youngest nephew, Kevin, who's in the studio with me today. Hi, Kevin. Hey, Sue. By the way, my nephews and nieces call me Sue, even though their friends call me Aunt Susie. Go figure. We read The Christmas Aliens, well, on Christmas Eve. Here's an excerpt. Welcome to Planet Krelb. The Krelbians are getting ready for Christmas. Everything here is a little different than on Earth, including this special holiday. On Earth, we hang ornaments on Christmas trees, but on Krelb, they hang Christmas trees on a giant ornament. Time for Christmas dinner. Just like us, Krelbians set the table with forks, spoons, knives, cups, plates, and napkins. But then they eat the forks, spoons, knives, cups, plates, and napkins. And of course, Santa Claus never forgets to visit planet Krelb. But Krelbian kids don't sit on Santa's lap. They stand on his head. <laughs> Kevin and I loved the book. I don't think either of us will ever forget Santa coming through the washing machine instead of down the chimney. And the kids on Planet Krelb didn't leave milk and cookies for Santa. Instead, they leave old shoes and a glass of motor oil. We soon had our own tradition, didn't we, Kevin? We read the Christmas aliens together every Christmas Eve. What do you remember about those holidays? Well, definitely the Christmas aliens was one of many traditions our family had growing up. Um, some other fond ones, playing a Monopoly game the night before with uh, my brother and your brother. Um, oh, my both, gosh. Both and they both cheated. <laughs> they both cheated every time, of course. Um, my mom would have this nice tradition where each year she would get my brother and I an ornament that signified something about that year. So, like, for example, when I was, like, one or two, she got me a lighthouse from, I believe it was in Bermuda, that she climbed me up and it had like the number of the steps on it was like 1500 steps or something and you know i think that's kind of what makes you know the holidays special for from one family to another obviously everyone does the presents and those kind of things but having the like singular family traditions i think kind of differentiates it from from one to another also you and your brother both love sports so i remember a mm. few sports ornaments in there definitely and the new definitely. york jets we yeah. have to of course, yeah. We have to acknowledge <laughs> it's our here. Super Bowl come someday, <laughs> next 30 years maybe. <laughs> but before you came along to talk about individuality, I read The Night Before Christmas to your older brother, Nick. That was a lot of fun too, but there was something special I thought about the Christmas aliens because I think it sort of reassured us that it's okay to celebrate the holidays in your own style. As you said, like you didn't have to worry, oh gosh, there's no snow or... If you're in a place without a chimney or you, you don't see visions of sugar plums dancing in your head, maybe. But what do you think made the Christmas aliens 
like so magical really for us because it really was kind of we'd look forward to it every year <laughs> i think it was just kind of i mean first of all the utter ridiculousness of the book and you know how funny it was but um yeah like you were saying it it kind of shows you can celebrate in your own way and it goes back to what i was saying about each family having their own traditions during the holidays um and yeah that there's no set way like now i celebrate christmas in my apartment as opposed to grandma's house where there's no chimney or no fireplace or anything obviously um so yeah it kind of just highlights that you know there's always a your own way to kind of celebrate the holiday absolutely at Scholastic, on a serious note, we often say that reading aloud is a great time to bond with children, with your family members, with people you love. And it's so true. I mean, I not only remember reading the book with you, but I also loved learning how school was going and how your friends were doing and everything that was going on in your life. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, during all the hustle bustle of the holidays, my mom always yelling at us to decorate this or decorate that or, you know, bake the cookies or whatever. So I just kind of sit down, unwind, to be able to read the Christmas aliens or, you know, relax in the middle of the holidays and kind of just unwind. I felt the same way. And now that you're grown up, I'm especially grateful for those memories. I began to think about what special traditions other people may have. So we invited other folks to tell us about their memories. I'm Talia Seidenfeld. I'm an assistant editor in Scholastic Press in the paperbacks department. Um, and I work on mostly chapter books and middle grade titles, very commercial, fun stuff, including a couple animal fantasy series. Wonderful. I'm Mark Seidenfeld. I'm in the legal department. Um, and I am deputy general counsel. Oh. And been here for 500 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, we would love for you to tell us about your favorite holiday tradition. Do you want to kick it off? Sure. Seidenfeld, we're Jewish, and we grew up celebrating Hanukkah, and it's eight nights, and I think people often think it's eight nights of presents. Um, I didn't grow up with eight nights of presents. I grew up with, I think, usually the first night we do a book or something yeah, along something those small. lines. Right. Um, and one of the eight days would be our larger family holiday party where we'd get together with all the cousins and aunts and uncles, and we'd exchange presents then. And then the other six nights were usually comprised of a grab bag. And in the bag, there would be options for a movie night or game night. We usually would go to an old age home and sing with them. And there was one year when we rigged it, my brothers and I. I have two brothers. <laughs> I, 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 for the record, I only found this out after the fact. <laughs> um, and we filled it, I think it was like, 12 movie nights, 12 options for movie nights, and like <laughs> three game nights. And there was one other thing that we put like one. Because we literally come, I, I would come home and there would be like a little bag mm -hmm. with slips of paper mm -hmm. filled out with what they wanted to do. And I would pick one out of the bag. So mm -hmm. And that's what we would, what we would little, do that right. night. So little did I know that there wasn't really a lot of choice <laughs> in, that, in picking from the bag. But, uh, just, that, honest, just that one time. Just yeah, that yeah, one time. Yeah, yeah. I, and, but I honestly didn't care because it was really just, uh, it was great. You know, a night where it's not just all about the gifts, and which is especially hard when your kids are young. Um, but they were great sports about it. And my wife and I were thrilled. And we also, we just had a lot of fun. We used to love just spending time together. And I mean, my wife works, I work, you know, you're busy. And so just that kind of family time was a beautiful gift in and of itself. And it was also great because for, for me and my wife, 
it was, you know, a message that we really wanted to give to our children. Um, and for me, my favorite was the year, you know, when we went to uh, a senior citizen's home in the neighborhood. And so we showed up. I think they were finishing up in the dining yeah. room or something. And we just started singing Hanukkah songs. It was a Jewish senior citizen's home. Um, and it was great. It was, it was really, really great. So those are, uh, you know, the gifts kind of come and go, but those sort of experiences last many years, as yes. Talia can prove. That's <laughs> terrific. You've also given the gift of reading, I think, Mark. I remember when Talia yeah. was little, you would be reading aloud all the Absolutely. time to the kids. My wife was really, really, really good about that. I would try to pitch in here and there, but she was... Uh, she was on the forefront of that, and that was super important. And you brought the books home. Yes, I, yeah, I brought the books home. <laughs> yes. So I had, I had my role. Yeah. I had my role. Well, that's great. Thank you so very no much. No problem. Yeah. Our pleasure. Lovely. Thank you. And happy holidays to both of you. To you too. Thank happy you. Holiday. happy holiday. Enjoy. Hi, Patty. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. We are delighted you're here to talk about the holidays. First, tell us about your role at Scholastic. So um, I am um, exhibits manager at corporate conventions um, here in the Scholastic headquarters, and I plan about 13 of the national conferences that we have on our corporate calendar here. It's a lot of work. I know firsthand because I watch you. (laughs) Okay, so let's cut to the chase. Tell us about your favorite holiday tradition. So my favorite holiday tradition, um, it comes from way, way back in the day. My grandmother, um, starting November, we would clean the house. It has to be cleaned from top to bottom, pristine. We take apart everything, the china cabinets, we wash all of the glass, we varnish everything, the baseboards. Um, and we make sure that it's all prepped and ready for December 1st. And December 1st, we start decorating the house. We change the curtains. We put up all of the decor. We get our Christmas tree. And it had to be a real Christmas tree. It can't be a fake one. And then we start to decorate the Christmas tree. And that is something that just is so special to me. It was my favorite time with my grandmother. And it's something that I'll never, ever forget. Oh, that's so lovely, Patty. Now, I'm guessing your grandmother did this when she was a little girl, maybe with her grandmother? Yes. Tell us a little bit about where the tradition comes from. So in Barbados, it's something that every household, I think, does starting in November. It's like the the preparation for the big Christmas holiday. And you would think, you know, Barbados is a tropical island. What do they know about Christmas? But Christmas is a huge thing in Barbados. (laughs) (laughs) So you start to get your house ready and make sure that everything, like I said, is pristine. There's no dust to be found anywhere. Um, And it's something that literally every young girl I'm sure in Barbados has the same story because they've done it with their grandmother. Oh, that is really so magical. Now you have a little girl, Mia, who's five. What are some of your favorite traditions, things to do with her? So it's actually so fun because she's five now, she's a little older to help me. So November 1st, I said, okay, me, time to start cleaning. (laughs) And because I've, I've literally created myself and my daughter, she's OCD just like me. So she loves to clean. She loves to sweep up and mop and dust, you know, so that was just so fun this year to experience with her because she really was able to help so much in the cleaning process. And then in December, we started to decorate. We just finished actually last night. And when we sat down, she goes, Mommy, the house looks great. (laughs) So, you know, it was just so special to me because she's older and she could appreciate the fun in it. And, you know, the joy and the fact that I was able to pass down that tradition meant everything to me this year. 
Patty, this is, couldn't be more lovely. Merry Christmas to Merry you and Christmas. your entire family. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Hi, Raisa. Welcome to the program. Hi. Thanks for having me. We're delighted you're here. First, I wondered if you could introduce yourself to our listeners. Sure. My name is Raisa Masood, and I work on employee communications, engagement, our internet, and I even contribute on our corporate blog. Oh, that's fantastic. Could you tell us about your favorite holiday tradition? Yes. My favorite holiday tradition is wearing different outfits on Eid. Tell us about Eid. Sure. For those who don't know, Eid is a Muslim holiday that comes out, that comes around twice a year, actually. It has two names, Eid al-Fitr and Eid al-Adha. And my favorite is wearing different outfits on Eid al-Fitr, which comes after the month of Ramadan, where we fast, give charity, spend time with family. So a Muslim tradition is to wear a new outfit on Eid, but my family and I took that to the next level by wearing different outfits on Eid. So during the month of Ramadan, all my uncles and aunts, as a disclaimer, my parents have a lot of siblings. So we would have them over for breaking fast together, and they would bring me, my brother, new outfits to wear, and we would save them all up to wear on Eid, which is a three-day holiday. So my cousins and I would make sure that we would show everyone else our new outfits, but never each other, because we would do a fashion show for each other on the day of Eid itself. Oh, <laughs> do you have photos from that time? I definitely do. <laughs> Probably <laughs> embarrassing them. pictures. The, the podcast wants to see them, Liza. <laughs> uh, so have you talked with your cousins lately about this tradition and any of their memories? Yeah, we're now sad that now that we're adults, we usually only buy one outfit for Eid and not the three million that we used to wear. You know, we used to plan out, you know, first half of the day, we will wear this to our grandparents' house. We'll wear that. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Well, thank you, Raisa. It's really been fun having you here. Thank you. Hi, Amanda. Welcome to the program. Hi. It's great to hear your voice. I'd love for you to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Okay, so my name is Amanda Irby. I'm a scholastic kid recorder based in Puerto Rico. Wonderful. Amanda, could you tell us how Christmas is celebrated in Puerto Rico? It's it's a bit more of an extravaganza there, I think. Our holidays last from the day after Thanksgiving. This year was the 29th of November to the 14th of January, eight days after Three Kings. You know, I think the, the biggest difference is this one tradition which we have is called parranda. It's usually when neighbors come together to sing and usually play really Christmassy, traditional Puerto Rican Christmas music, wake up their neighbors and come up with a whole party at like midnight. Oh my goodness. We have Christmas caroling here, but I don't want anybody to wake me up with it. (laughs) You also have a special dinner on Christmas, and I love the funny song about the poor pig that gets put in the oven. Right. It's kind of like, it's a Christmas feast, basically. And the centerpiece of it all is a roast pork, um, which we call a lechong. It's basically just pig. Could you tell us about some of the other recipes or dishes that you enjoy? I know you love Christmas cookies. So there's one Puerto Rican, like, cookie. It's called a mantecadito, which is sort of like, I think the best translation I can come up with is, um, sh- 
shortening. Yes, shortbread. Almost like shortbread, I think. Yeah, sort of. It's really just shortening butter and like flour. Basically, it's not it's not too complex. You'd make the batter and then whip it all together. And then you would make a big ball of dough and take it and make even smaller balls of dough. And you would take your thumb and you would make like an imprint in the middle, which would give it its shape. Then you would put them in the oven and you'd wait about I think 15 to 20 minutes at 350 degrees. They're really delicious, but I, I'm very sensitive to them. You, you have to be very careful because if you do it right, they taste heavenly. If you do them wrong, they can end up tasting like sand. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've had that experience making cookies, too, with my family. You don't put any fruit in the middle or any jam in the middle of it, do you? No, there's nothing in the middle. It's just the imprint. In the, I don't really know why it's there. It's just kind of decorative. How do you and your family decorate your house for Christmas? We do stick pretty, pretty well to the traditional U.S. Christmas with the Christmas tree and the stockings and the. We don't. We don't get snow here, so it's, if there's anything white, it's artificial. Well, it sounds like a lot of fun there. I'd like to spend a Christmas in Puerto Rico sometime. Will you <laughs> make popular some... holiday destination? Thank you, Amanda. Um, we're really. I'm so happy that we, I got a chance to talk with you, and I wish you and your family a very merry Christmas and happy New Year. Feliz Navidad. Oh, gracias. You're not bad about. <laughs> My great thanks again to my nephew, Kevin, kid reporter, Amanda Irby, and to my scholastic colleagues, Talia and Mark Seidenfeld, Patty Vaughn, and Raisa Masood, for sharing their stories. And thank you for listening. Special thanks, as always, to producer Bridget Benjamin, associate producer Mackenzie Cutrizula, sound engineer Daniel Jordan, and music composer, Lucas Elliott Eberl. I'm Suzanne McCabe. Happy holidays from your friends on Planet Krelb and at Scholastic. Hi, my name is Pam Allen. I am a literacy expert, author, senior vice president at Scholastic, and creator of World Read Aloud Day. On February 5th, 2020, I invite you all to join me, LitWorld, and Scholastic to celebrate World Read Aloud Day together. Studies show that reading aloud to children of all ages is a profoundly important activity for language development, knowledge building, and lifelong success as readers. And also, kids and parents enjoy reading aloud time because they all consider it a special moment together. For the last 11 years, World Read Aloud Day has united people from all around the world, from 173 countries and counting. On February 5th, there are many ways you can join in on the fun. Read aloud from your favorite book to someone special or someone new. Post a video or photo of your read aloud on social media with the hashtag World Read Aloud Day and be sure to tag Scholastic and LitWorld. Encourage your friends and family to also read aloud and also to post on social media. For more information, visit scholastic.com forward slash World Read Aloud Day. We can't wait to see what you're reading aloud on February 5th.